Hi, Liv. Hello. <laughs> we are here today to give you a very special episode of Get Messy um, with our good friend, Carrie. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about, um, about work, uh, which is something we don't really talk about a ton on this podcast, but it's something that all three of us have pretty much um, met each other. And if not met each other, we have, you know, formed relationships through working and... I just have a little bit of advice to all the young professionals out, listeners out there, and that's get your fucking ass up and work. Get your fucking ass up and work. We're sitting on the couch today with a very special guest. Carrie, do you want to introduce yourself? Um, sure. Let's just jump right in. Yeah. Um, I'm Carrie, Carrie Nichols, I guess. Should I say my yeah. last name? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, I am a local business owner. I own Arch Therapy of Annapolis, and I'm a licensed esthetician. I do beauty services, and I've also been friends with Max and Liv for for quite some time yeah we're all in the same industry together yeah yeah I'm so excited to have you on the pod you're like definitely someone that I look up to and aspire to be like you're like a boss ass bitch um you have your own business you like definitely are like an entrepreneur I it's just like really cool like just watching you grow um because yeah we were just saying you and me have known each other for such a long time yeah like I think it was probably like it had to be 2015 or 2016 that I met Liv and I was freelancing for um it Cosmetics, Butter London, Philosophy, and I would be in some of the stores that she she worked in um, White Marsh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's where we met. Yeah. So, yeah. In a while now. I mean, that's like, that's like a solid like seven years. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy <laughs> like how far we've both come, but. All of us though. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like everyone on this couch um, has been pretty successful in their industry and line of work. Um, one of the Absolutely. kind of ideas that sort of prompted this episode was one we really wanted to have carry on as a guest but uh two um especially back in my old role and even even sometimes now uh i got asked the question a lot um and sometimes it was kind of directed as like because of you know my age or anything like that but basically how did you get to the position that you're in how did you get to where you are so this is just a little episode about us just talking about ourselves professionally as candid as possible. Um, we do have a little caveat just at the very beginning of the episode. Uh, so um, there is a level of anonymity that some of us have to have when it comes to speaking about who we work with, just because you know some of us are, represent- are representatives or have been representatives of different companies in the past. So if you hear us being a little bit vague and you might not know us personally, um, that, that's why we're doing it, um, just for, for the sake of all of our jobs. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was well said. Yeah, it's just because, yeah, when I'm, I guess when I'm not working, I don't represent a brand. So I just want to make sure that, you know, nothing I'm doing is representative of a mm-hmm. brand. Of so. course. And I am, I'm, I'm no longer exactly uh, in that field full time the way Liv is. So I'm a little bit more candid about it. But even I like to be fairly anonymous just because it is a small industry and, you know, you just want to, you don't want to burn any bridges. So totally. 
that's just a little caveat up front. And I'm going to be real unfiltered because this is my business. So. Yes, right. it's your business and she you own it, and I wants. love that. And that's, what we're, uh, that's another thing we really <laughs> wanted to talk about. It. It's kind of the pros and cons of the different things that all three of us do and just kind of how we got here. Absolutely. So to start off, uh, let's let's start with our guest. Um, so Carrie, uh, I obviously know, but tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me what you were doing before this. Tell me what you're doing now. All right, all right, all right. So <laughs> I've been a licensed esthetician for 11 years. Um, and in the beginning, like I kind of was trying to find my groove, my niche of like where I would fit in in the industry and make my mark. So I jumped around quite a bit, but where I really found my groove was when I started working at Ulta um, in Annapolis as an arch expert. So I was using my aesthetic license to um, work for the Benefit Brow Bar, doing brow waxes, etc. And I was really able to like grow my clientele that way. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, and how's that transition been to owning your own business? Um, it's been great because honestly, I treated um, my job at Ulta like it was my business, even though I was not making money, <laughs> not not good money anyway. Um, so I always treated it like my business. And um, that's what propelled me to like have the courage to start my own thing because I, I just there was it was a dead end. You know, I had kind of reached the top of where I could go with Ulta. So yeah. yeah, and I think that that brings up an important point is, you know, when, you, when you're looking to advance in your career and you're doing something that's, you know, somewhat related, whether it's, you know, directly related to owning a small business or if it's just working in the same field that you want to own a small business in, is you really do have to take it take it seriously and you have to treat it yes. like it is your own business. Exactly. Because like, it, I don't care if you start at McDonald's. Like, Anyone who's struggling with their career, they don't know what they're doing. Maybe you're in your early, mid-20s, you know, the tumultuous 20s. Like, I don't care what you do. Like, if you would have put me in a fucking McDonald's, I would have excelled in that because I would have taken it serious. I would have stacked my little patties just right. Yeah. And I would be a franchise owner at the end. But, like, if you can't even take, like, like those types of jobs serious and not put your best foot forward, then, like, you're not going to be successful. Like, you always – everyone starts at the bottom. May you go to college or not, you're going to start at the bottom, so you're going to have to work. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like the court would be like, that's so true. But <laughs> you're going <laughs> to no, have to work. So Seriously, it is. I mean, I always tell people there is no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. Mm -hmm. And that's what a huge thing I tell people all the time is that, like, you really have to give it 100% even when you don't really feel like it but like yes. in the in the times that like you don't really feel like it you got to give it 100 percent. you got to show people that like you care and own your business and so I, I think it's super I important say, like some people just like naturally don't have that drive yeah um some do everyone on this couch we do have that drive yeah and that's why we get along so well because we're all very motivated in our careers um so i do think like you either have that business mind and you like want to be ambitious in your career or some people like just have no desire and that's cool do you yeah <laughs> and I think also it's it's worth stating too that like some people I think one problem that really a lot of people that are kind of in our in our age bracket are facing and have probably faced for a while but it's definitely been exacerbated due to COVID is I know I, I went to college I do, I do something that's not at all related to you know what I went to college for um but I think a lot of people struggle with sort of the existential idea of uh, 
of wanting and having a career. Ollie Hush. Sorry, my dog's being loud. Um, so I think one of the things that actually helped me a lot uh, when I was kind of feeling, because I, I, I honestly kind of stumbled into my, my career in cosmetics and then made it a thing. Um, but I think when you're at that point where you're like, you don't really know what you're doing or you don't really know exactly what you want or where you want to see yourself in five, 10 years, one of the things that can be really helpful is just to put, put a lot of effort into, you know, into your job, even if it's not something you completely enjoy, because at least that way there will be advancement opportunities in the future, generally mm -hmm. speaking. And it also is a good opportunity to, you know, figure out if what you're doing is something that's fulfilling or if, you know, you do want to do something else. And I feel like in my, you know, work history, a lot of times I've discovered things that I ended up really liking to do or being or something that I was really good at per se, but um, it was just the, the way I sort of turned that into a, a career was, um, I'm, I'm not really saying this right, but essentially like, when I worked at a massage franchise, like Massage MB, uh, as a as a salesperson, essentially as a front desk employee, that was kind of what I was first introduced to the world of skincare because that's where they did a lot of facials and there there were estheticians that I got to talk to and we would sell some of the skincare products. So if it weren't for that job, then I wouldn't really know anything about the industry and I wouldn't have even known that I was very good at selling things and I wouldn't have known that there was an entire market out there to you know to work in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's just a long way of saying like even if you're not like super happy with your job right now just take a look you know it's never hurts to look on linkedin and see what else is out there but if there's a certain aspect that you do really like then i think it's important to focus on that aspect and see if there's any opportunities outside what you're currently doing if you're not satisfied to just make yourself happier and ideally more money yeah life is like intentional you have to make intentional decisions and make a plan for yourself so like even when I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with my career, um, I did know the lifestyle I wanted to have. I knew the life I wanted to have and like what that looked like. So I think that that was super helpful to me. So if anyone's struggling, just think about like the life you want, you know, and you can go from there and you can kind of see, well, if you want to travel and you want to do things, you know, well, I need to make this amount of money to get myself there. So what am I going to do? Exactly. And you can't just be on autopilot and just accept the crumbs of life. You have to be like, you know what? I want to do this and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And even if you don't have it all figured out, because I truly did not have it figured out each step of the way, I was always thinking though. So you're like planting the seeds, essentially. I think that's important because <laughs> uh, that was one thing that has always been ingrained in me is you can have whatever dream you want but as long as it's a dream it's a dream you, you got to make a plan exactly like manifestation is a great like like in theory it's amazing but manifestation manifestation is not just like daydreaming like what you want your life to be it's like okay i want this but how am i going to get there exactly. if you're not doing that part if you're not if you don't have the work behind that then that's just it's just void right mm -hmm. And I think there's also something to be said for work and mental health because I think there's a very fine line that has honestly made me leave some jobs and made me uh, uh, potential opportunities that have come my way just kind of made me like just sort of say no to them because I think there's a I find something very therapeutic about working to an extent I like having something to do throughout the day it gives me a sense of purpose uh, but then there's that also that line of um, uh, what's the word uh, like burnout that can also kind of happen. So oh, I think for it's sure. really important totally. to sort of find that happy place and you know 
just kind of see where you can go from there. So, um, so on that topic, Liv, how did you t- tell us a little bit about your work history? Tell us how you got to where you <laughs> oh, are. Lord. Uh, it's been a, it's been a ride. Uh, I literally, I don't think a lot of people know this about me. I started as a lifeguard. Okay. I knew that. Yeah, you, you didn't know that because you I know what I mean know for that. a while because I was actually a lifeguard. Back. I think when I met you, yep. I did not know that. Yeah. It was like a part time thing. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. a lifeguard. Um, I was a lifeguard for a long time. Baywatch. <laughs> Baywatch over here. <laughs> yeah, I was a lifeguard, and that job I feel like really. I know people are always like they hate things for other people. Are like it's builds character. That built some character. I I can imagine. I used to change maggoty trash cans all the time. Could you imagine <laughs> me like changing that, like, these trash cans? Used to be like overflowing maggots. I would change those. Like, what else I have to do? I just like, clean up, like, bloody noses and stuff. Oh, like, man. super nasty stuff I would do all the time. But it definitely built character. Because all the time, whenever I'm at work and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm stressed out, whatever. I'm like, well, at least I'm not changing a maggoty trash can right now. Making, Absolutely. like... Absolutely. Making, like, what did I... I looked at a pay stub I used to have the other day. I made, like, $6 an hour. Nope. <laughs> and I would do that stuff for, like, $6 an hour. And I was so happy to be making that. Because that was my job that yes. paid more money. And I was, like, I was so happy to make that. Anyway random thing but so I did that and I wanted to start getting into the makeup field and when I tell you everyone made so much fun of me at school for doing makeup like I actually got bullied really bad at school wait when you were in high school or like college so it was as I was like I was a lifeguard in high school and I wanted to apply to Alta when I turned 18 so it was like my last year of high school mm-hmm. um everybody made so much fun of me well, haters gonna hate like literally so there was like this like pizza shop that everybody worked at which is like now that I say it down like if anyone's out there and you're younger and like you think something's serious, like in 10 years, you're gonna look back and be like, this is so fucking dumb. Yep. But like, yes, <laughs> cause that's how I am right now. I'm like, I can't believe I ever stressed out over these like girls in this pizza shop that were like making fun of me. But like, anyway, there was like these girls in this pizza shop and it was like the cool pizza shop that everybody worked at. I didn't work there, but they all like, I guess sat around in the back of the pizza shop and made fun of me, which like the fact that they were even like talking about me shows that they were talking about me. Um, like, I'm just doing my job literally anyway and they were like I can't believe this girl thinks she can do makeup whatever she's gonna get into the makeup industry anyway fast forward got into the makeup industry um and built a bunch of connections and started freelancing for a couple brands fast forward even more became an account executive for a brand that I really love and now or became an account coordinator for a brand that I really love and then became an account executive for a brand the same brand and I really love them and that's where I am right now but so if you have a dream you can make it happen even if people are making fun of you and you but don't like really believe think you in yourself yeah. yeah like you had to believe in yourself it was like you had these like rude girls that like you know everyone wants to shit on someone's dream like there's always going to be someone who just kind of like you know you might talk about your big picture dream and they might kind of shit on it or just kind of be like oh well you know, how are you going to do that? Yeah, and I'm going to tell you like, you have to believe in yourself. It was not easy. I had to call Alta 10 times before they wanted to take my application. That's crazy because like, I've the, seen some of the people that work there. Uh, facts. Okay, I've seen some of the people that work there now. And the fact that they <laughs> would not even, you know, like, and they would not take my application at all because I didn't mm. have any retail experience. Um, so they didn't want to hire me. I was only I a said, lifeguard. Well, how the hell am I going to get it? That's what right. I kept telling them. Me and one of the girls that was a manager there at the time, we still laugh about it all the time because she was like, girl, you dead ass called. 10 times being like hi can I can I come in for an interview and they were like no and I'm like okay well so I'm gonna come in on this day for an interview you just you gotta be pushy if you want something you gotta be pushy you gotta be kind of annoying and you gotta tell them like I'm passionate I want to learn and this is what I want like something I say always and like I hope people can like take this with them closed mouths don't get fed exactly like be the squeaky wheel is that what it's called yep you just need to like 
like if you want things, it's intentional. You have to say, I want this. And then you have to go forward it, make it known to people that are in higher positions. Like I want to excel. I want to, you know, move up. Yeah. And that, that it's literally just a part of it. That's a part of the planting seeds. Yeah. And that's how I became a freelancer too, is I became Mm -hmm. friends with all the freelancers and I took advantage of every opportunity that was handed to me. And that's something I like, I like preach to people when they're like, okay, so how'd you get to where you are? Like literally take advantage of every opportunity. Like I see so many people just like at work and they're kind of like, oh, whatever, I'm going to go home after this. And like, I don't care. And like, this is just work to me. And like, I get it. It's just work to you. But like, if you want to advance your career, you got to like build those relationships with people. And like, mm-hmm. you got to like ask people, okay, what can I do to get better? Like, how can I learn? Like, yes. Like, don't be afraid of like constructive criticism. Like, yeah. Definitely be able to um, like receive that because that's the only way you're going to get better at anything. So like, I think when I was younger, my first, you know, reaction to being criticized would be like defensive. Yeah. But then I realized like instead like take away the ego perspective and just take the take it for what it is and it's like, you know, and you can make yourself better for it. So, definitely yeah. be willing to accept any type of criticism and not take it so personal where it like holds you back. Exactly. And I would just like to add one one little caveat to all of this is that some one thing I found in the workforce is that there are some different companies, different, you'll never really know until you're part of one, but you also have to learn how to be passionate about something without what I call like drinking the Kool-Aid. So like, especially, and this is more so common in a sales job. Um, because when you have people in sales jobs, you have people in sales leadership, and most of those people in sales leadership have a sales background. So essentially, you're always closing, you're always selling. So occasionally, I know for me, I, I've put myself in not so great situations because certain things were promised to me or certain things were alluded to that like I would get if I you know kept on doing this and you know kept on kind of keeping on. So I just I just want to put that like little caveat in there. It's like always know your self worth, because at a certain point, what some companies do, and I, I'm mostly talking about sales at this point, but what some people will do is you know they will push you very hard, and then once you are making the results that they want to see, they just keep pushing you harder. They will work you into a pulp, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's that's just something to be kind of mindful of when you are grinding and doing all of this stuff. Is that you have to keep, and this kind of goes back to my first, what I was, was talking about earlier, you do have to keep, you know, a little bit of a level head and check in when, with yourself in terms of your mental health and stuff like that when you are in grind mode. Um, but for me, it was something, I, I ended up in, the, in, a similar, in a similar situation to Liv, um, and it was something I, I really, unlike Liv, I didn't know that I wanted, at least at first. It wasn't anything I knew about in high school, but... I, I graduated high school and I didn't really know exactly what I wanted. I think way back when I wanted to be a like a counselor, like a therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I can yeah. see it. Yeah. But um, but then life happened and school happened and the idea of grad school just I hate school. I hate Same. I hate that <laughs> format. It's not good for me. But anyway, so I was a Spanish major, so I was thinking maybe I'll do some like freelance translating work or something like that after college. And then I just kind of, I was working through college. I'd always worked as a teenager. I think I started out in restaurants. Then I worked for 
the cool kid movie theater that we had in town. Oh, you were at like one of the cool kid yeah. spots. Well, huh? okay, like there was, mm. yeah, it was a cool kid spot. You were I'm one not of those. Lie, but it was also kind of a cool kid spot because like it wasn't, it wasn't like a bunch of people in my high school were there. Like I was the youngest one. And so I was oh, yeah, yeah. like the older, cooler, hipster, buy me cigarettes and alcohol when I was like 16. But anyways, I digress. Um, so yeah, I ended up in uh, in Richmond, Virginia, and I was working at I think my first sales job was for Massage Envy or not Massage Envy for, was for AT and T, so I was working for selling cell phones, and it was just it was a super easy job, and it was very chill, and I could pretty much do my homework while I was doing that, and then that wasn't really enough, and I went over to Massage Envy, and I I loved that job, that was so fun, I had a great group of people, but that's where I kind of learned like hey, I'm kind of good at selling stuff. Yeah. And I was also very fortunate, and this is something we can get into a little bit more, but there is something to be said for who you know, I think, for a lot of yes. a lot of these jobs. And I was fortunate enough that I had a lot of friends who were working in that retail space doing the freelance cosmetic sales. And I always kind of, to be, to be completely honest, just turned my nose up at it just a little bit, just because I'm like... I didn't know that there was that much money to be made. Mm -hmm. And then when I go from making, you know, $11 an hour plus maybe like 200 bucks of commission and paycheck to making $25 an hour, you know, doing Mm -hmm. freelance work, Mm -hmm. you know, once, once you kind of get used to that and especially with being a college student, that's really good money and the flexibility around that was very convenient. Um, so yeah, I once I got really good at that, or once I you know got passionate about that, then I was like, okay, leadership—that's the next thing I want. I want my boss's job, so I eventually got it, and um, it was hard, and you know it worked for a long time, and I, I still love love the cosmetic industry. I do do some freelance sales on the side, but now I work selling payroll, doing business to business sales, which is completely different. But I still love it, and I've loved most of the steps along the way. So. Yeah. You don't always have to. You don't always have to have that uh, predetermined idea of what you're gonna do, and I think most people change it. You know. Yeah, it's something that takes time. You're learning and going along. Like I think it's crazy, and like good for them. Like if you're 18 and you know that you want to go into like whatever career, and like you end up doing that, and that's just the way it goes. Well, like that's awesome. But like the majority of people, that's not the case. Yeah. So like what I liked about what Max was saying is like you know, he did a great job no matter what job he was doing and he figured out he was good at sales. So bottom line, like jump in, don't be afraid of working hard. You you might not know right away, but that's okay. You're going to jump into it and you're going to figure it out. You might start a job and be like, this is not for me. All right. So then you have a better understanding of like what might be, mm-hmm. you know? And if, even if you don't go to college, like play on your strong suits. Yeah. 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 What you're naturally good at, naturally inclined, what you're naturally interested in. If I'm not interested in something, like I'm not going to do it. Yeah. That's how I am. Yeah. Yeah. But if I am interested, I'll go balls deep. Exactly. So you just have to find something. You just have to figure out that one thing that even if, even if it's not necessarily something you are passionate about, um, find something you're good at. Cause like when. Like, the end of the day, job's a job. I mean, yeah, and there's something to be said for feeling good about doing a good job. I think that was a big motivator behind a lot of the things, and one of the reasons why sales was so attractive to me, just because you can't really 
argue with success when you're looking at numbers in that way. Yeah. Like when you're doing sales. So like your success is very measurable, which can be very stressful. But it also feels really, really good when you're, you know, on it's top addicting. of your game. It yeah, literally it is. is addicting. It's so addicting. <laughs> yeah. It's so like, addicting. And I think we can all relate to that here. Like, we are all very motivated. So, like, we aspire. Like, we get joy out of, like, setting goals with our careers and, like, you know, achieving them. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, I want to talk to both of Oops. you about, um, about and we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but... What does uh, work-life balance mean to you, and what does that play in your current role, current career versus your last careers? And are you happy with that? Is there is there something you know you want to change about that? Um, do you have any advice for anyone who's struggling with work-life balances? That's where I struggle. I struggle with work-life balance. I think because yes, I'm same. so. I like invest myself so much in what I do that like I want to be the best. I want to do the best I can. Mm-hmm. That like I start to lose that like life part of it <laughs> I'm like I'm like oh well, I can like compromise this part if I can like you know be a little bit better at my work yeah so I I'm trying to get better at it um but for me my my thing is like taking a little self-care sometimes it's like okay I'm gonna go to the gym from this time to this time or like I'm gonna take my dog to the dog park from this time to this time and just like cutting out chunks of time for myself yeah and like that is intentional and like I yeah. fail at that all the time because I'm just like so unintentional um sometimes and like we were talking about mental health you know like I can run a business, but I'm still, I still have my mental health struggles. So like I do what I can, but sometimes I do need to take a step back and, you know, I mean, I put a lot of pressure onto myself. So sometimes you do need to take a day to relax or, you know, totally. Yeah. Life will go on. I wish that it was like required for jobs to like give you an allotted amount of just like mental health days. Yeah, because, like, just, I'm not even, like, sick all the time. Like, it's more for... mental health than anything. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I know you get, like, PTO, but, like, I mean, I hate to be that person that's, like, it's not enough. But, like, it's, it's it feels like it's, like, not enough because, like, to me, that's, like, I my PTO is, like, I can take, like, a vacation, like, yeah. one vacation for, like, the whole year, but then I don't have enough for, like, those random days or, like, emergencies that I need, you know? And that's it, why I think you should be a business owner. Like, aside from I know you have, like, a Yeah, I mean, I have, like, my thing. cosmetic thing that – I mean, so I still have my cosmetic business. Most of you probably know I have Cutthroat, Cutthroat Cosmetics. Cosmetics. Yes. Follow them on Instagram. It's kind of gone on the they back burner really a little nice bit. Um, just because I, I have, like I said, I, I focus so much on my job that I kind of just put a lot of things in the back burner. And that's one of those things that I've kind of shifted to the back burner and um, kind of just waiting to revamp and come out strong with it. Yeah. And I think for me, that was work-life balance was something that I always struggled with and um, still do to a certain extent, but that was kind of one of the You big work from pr- home. I do work from home. Well, not always, but I work mostly from home, but that was one of the, um, that was one of the kind of catalysts for taking a career change. I wasn't actively looking for anything new, but just there was a certain time uh, during the pandemic when it just was very, very bleak, and it seemed like pretty much all retail had just gone to completely online, but we were still working, and, you know, all the only thing that anyone really would do in the stores would just be complain about how slow it was, which would then just kind of make you, you know, more upset about it and just get you in kind of a bad thought spiral. And so, yeah, this job came up with a payroll, and um, it was not something I ever, you know, saw myself doing just like I had never seen myself doing cosmetics prior to that. But I do really enjoy it just because um, 
I think business to business sales is a little bit unique because you do have to, I mean, with, with all of our jobs, you have to do networking and you have to clientele and all of that stuff. But networking is really important in business to business sales. And it's still all about kind of like who, you know, and who you can meet. Um, but for me, it was, I just felt like I didn't have any work life balance anymore. And now I feel it's like, it's a little bit more, a little bit more flexible. I can kind of make my own schedule. I, have a chronic problem of always saying yes to people. So I uh, yeah. am freelancing for like three brands right now and I'm only off two days a week. So basically off never, but it's definitely better than it was before for for me anyway. So that was, that was a big motivator was work-life balance. I also want to say like, I'm not shitting on like working from home at all because I know many people that do work from home end up working way more than people who like commute to their jobs That's the because th- you're at home. Yeah, so they when, expect everything from you. Yeah. When you're working remotely or in a hybrid role or even not even like just a job where you, and I also noticed this just being in leadership where you have, you know, freelancers or whoever, if you have any employees working underneath you, it's hard to disconnect because even if you're using PTO, it's like, okay, but for, for like, you know, the, the cosmetic leadership roles, it's like, okay, well, you always have to be a little bit available because it's like, there's an emergency, you know, you, you kind of have to, you know, be able to address it. And, um, same type of thing since you know with with uh with my new role doing the business to business that's a lot uh that's a lot more focused on commission so while i'm off saturday and sundays if i have a big deal come through and someone wants to email me on a saturday you better believe i'm gonna pick up my phone and you know get that happening but at least that's on your terms it is yeah Mm -hmm. but like with i struggle with work-life balance a lot because it's my business you know so if it's a sunday and my clients are texting me um even if i do just want a day to like be to myself i do feel pressured to respond because you know i don't want to forget or put it off or you know right and it's not like someone else is gonna do it it's just like it's just you running the brand yeah yeah Yeah. and like it's a one-man show but it's it's good like i'm someone who definitely should have had a business and should be a business owner because i i was that motivated and dedicated even when i wasn't working for myself but it is a huge commitment what was the hardest thing about what was Okay, what was the hardest thing that you didn't expect to be hard um, that you had to do when it came to uh, opening up your business? Um, like the most unexpected like hurdle that you were like, this does not need to be that difficult. Um, I guess this kind of applies, but like COVID bullshit. Like, yeah. I am an esthetician. I do skincare services. I do facials. I do peels. I do uh, brow waxing, shaping, tinting lash lifts and tints so like everything i do is like up close and personal Mm -hmm. um and everyone who's in this industry the beauty industry can relate and you were talking about it earlier like there was a time when covid had just you know become a thing and we were all worried like this this industry that we put so much time and effort into like i had no idea if there was even going to be you know a possible career as an esthetician so it threw me off really bad Um, i felt like i didn't have direction because nothing was certain yeah. Yeah. I think so a that lot was of us, the biggest yeah, hurdle. We didn't know if we were going to have jobs and all yeah. of that stuff. But so, okay, so outside of COVID, like if if I came to you and I said, Carrie, I want to open a new business. Yeah. And you needed to tell me, like, just the biggest hurdle outside of COVID, like just in ter- like something you didn't expect was going to be so difficult, whether it be like 
a form or, you know, getting licensed, like whatever you had to do through the city and all of that stuff. What was, what would be your advice in terms of like what the hardest thing that you wouldn't expect would be hard or that you might like your average person who's like, I want to start a business. Wouldn't really think that you have to do Um, this part. I would say like the very beginning is very overwhelming. Um, Like, yeah, all of the paperwork that you have to do and all the legal processes, like it's very intimidating. You're like, you have to like take a risk on yourself. You're like, oh my God, like this is so official. Like, what if I fail? I literally was like, failure is not an option. Like I do not have an option. This has to work. Um, But that was pretty much the hardest um, because I knew what I wanted. I knew I wanted a business, but um, piecing it all together, like getting my menu sorted out getting all the forms taken care of and like really just for it to all come together was really was the hardest thing but Mm. I feel great because like I've celebrated my first business anniversary and like from where I was then to now like I really have it like figured out you know and it can only go up from there so like yeah it's good he seems so much happier too oh my god like because I'm making a living like (laughs) I was working just as hard and like not I mean probably like a little less hard but, but like I was not seeing the payout from that, but I was putting all the effort in. So it's super satisfying. Like, yeah, I get a lot of pride out of it. And that's kind of like what I was saying about like when you about like the drinking the Kool-Aid thing. Like I think a lot of people get stuck in certain jobs and like get stuck being kind of unhappy because they just. I don't know if it's a not thinking outside of the box thing or if you're just working so hard that you don't really have the mental capacity to do that. But um yeah but i'm like totally losing my train of thought um but yeah oh yeah so i think it's it's important to also realize when you have kind of come as far as you want to come in an industry or not even an industry but in a job and you know decide you're ready for the next steps i cannot like stress this enough like ever since i became a business owner and i saw like the inner workings i just think that if you're a passionate motivated person like you should think about you know even if you're not there yet start thinking about business ideas because it's really i mean it's not as hard as you would think it is and it's so rewarding like if you're someone who takes that much pride in your work already you know put that into yourself everything that i do is being invested in myself so like it's never you know there's no cap on my salary there's nothing that i feel like is holding me back or you know i'm putting all this work in for someone else to just swoop in and take the money you know yeah and like i think when you're working for other people one thing that's important to kind of keep in mind is you could have the most supportive best boss in the whole world at the end of the day, though, is it going to be more advantageous for you to leave and go somewhere else? Or is it going to be more advantageous for them to keep you around? So I think that's a question that like is healthy to ask yourself, too, because if you listen to other people, like I don't think anyone at Ulta was going to say like or any of your bosses at Ulta were going to say, hey, I think you should leave and go start your own salon. And, they did not say Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> They did not encourage that. So I think it's it's important to have a healthy amount of skepticism when it comes to when you're working for other people. Yeah. Um, if you've been at your current, like, you know, business or job for a certain amount of time and there's not really, like, anywhere to go from it, that's when you should start thinking, like, what do you want to do? How important, and I guess we'll... Um, so, Liv, um, what's the importance of networking in your job? Uh, it's pretty important. I mean, it basically, to me, makes the difference of whether I'm doing a good job or I'm doing a crappy job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, so, uh, 
to give people an idea of like what I do because I say account executive and people are kind of like what does that mean like it's a pretty broad term I oversee like um a pretty large territory like five states of um different accounts that we manage of retailers uh, it's like our top three accounts um and I have to make connections with the leadership within those doors um in order to grow our brand like through education and then you know different um, outlets of how we're going to grow our sales and stuff um so if I don't build those relationships our sales aren't going anywhere unless I'm in the store and I'm actually selling it like no one's going to know about our brand um or know that we need to be selling it or where our numbers are or anything like that so networking is really important yeah I wish I were personally better at that <laughs> it's it's just something you kind of need to like overcome because I'm kind of like I I'm definitely someone who like I have a hard time naturally just like reaching out to people or like and especially like it's hard when you keep getting shot down um because yeah. like especially in the beauty industry everybody's a little catty and like they don't really have time for it's people true. so you got to keep reaching out to people but like I said earlier like be annoying be like yeah. be like hi like uh, I tell you all the time like every time I reach out to someone I'm like oh hey I'm so-and-so from uh, yeah. this brand like I'm what are you doing way, yeah. like when are you free like when can I talk to you I know you were saying like <laughs> for one of your people you kept um you were hitting them up on all the different oh, platforms. Oh, yeah. You don't want to answer my call, but let's be LinkedIn friends. Right. I'll shoot you an email. Um. <laughs> Listen, and I know it sounds annoying. I know some of you are out there just like shaking your head being like, I could never be that person. Well, then well, you're then, never going to have what you want. Exactly. And then you you're never going to have that job. And you're never going to have – for me, it's – I mean, because you were saying like you have to have an incentive that you're working for. Yeah, I want the title, I want the accolades, and I want the income. So if you don't, Absolutely. if you don't want to be the annoying person, then you're never gonna have the income you want. Right. Like for myself, like I might not excel with like my family life or anything like that, but like <laughs> I like take a lot of pride in my work. Exactly. I'm good at that, and that's something that I like to have control of at least. You know. Yeah. So whatever your incentive is, like yeah, you might not want to be the annoying person, but then you might not get whatever you want. So yep. those mouths don't get fed. Exactly. Literally. Like earlier. Yeah. The squeaky wheel doesn't get oil. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's my tip on networking. Actually, yesterday I met. Um, should I say who I met or no? Is that? Yeah, go for it. He's not gonna hear it. I know. Um, yesterday I was in one of my stores. I mean, I th- we know we know I work in the cosmetic world, so I was in yeah. one of my Sephoras. Um, and I actually got to meet the founder of Caudalie. That's so, so one of my cool because I love Caudalie. Yes. Yeah. I love it. It was crazy. He literally flew in from France, so. And they'd have been like, can I get some Vino Perfect serums, yep. please? Yeah. Vino Pure everything. But in this industry, I mean, if anybody wants to work in cosmetics, um, I mean, you do get an opportunity to meet really crazy people. Like I've told you, I've met like. <laughs> oh yes. I've met like the VP of um, who was it the other day? Makeup Forever. Oh cool. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was another one I met. Oh, I met the marketing team from Makeup, uh, not Makeup Forever, um, Moroccan Oil. So like, if oh. you have brands that you love, you can meet them. You just have to take advantage of the opportunities because when all those brands were in stores I'm gonna be honest a lot of people weren't taking advantage of the opportunities I was going up to them and I'm like hey how are you I'm so-and-so and no one else is going up to them and I'm like why are you not building you have these to believe in yourself though yeah. like like even though no one else does like yeah. you have to like either fake it till you make it like have that confidence and just use it exactly. utilize it yeah yeah. And that's how you will get where you want to go. Even if you're like actually deep down kind of like insecure in your, you know, but you have to like take that risk and try. Yeah. Risk it for the biscuit. I know you go about marketing different though. You actually go to like marketing or not marketing. I keep saying marketing, networking. You keep going, you go to networking events. Yeah. So I do. Um, it, it's a newer thing. Um, and for me, I find it really helpful just because I'm a little bit newer to this area and 
I didn't really mention this before, but I I, I only work in the small business sector of things. And in Maryland, 80% of uh, the income, I believe, in the state is from small businesses. So it's kind of nice. Um, but I uh, a big part of it is networking because I work for a, a big company that a lot of people know. And a lot of times it's one of those situations. There's, there's several large payroll companies. And to be completely frank, there's... Like, there, there might be some differences between, like, I would say, like, the top three, and I would say we were one of the top three. There's a few differences in terms of, like, certain services that one will offer and one won't, but for the most part, blanket, like, unless mm-hmm. they're looking for something very specific and, like, one group has a contract with such and such, um, it's really more about you. Um, if they like you, payroll is one of those things that every single business, if you're really have more than one employee and even if it's just you and you're looking to you know do tax pay and stuff like that it's it's something that everyone needs so it's one of those things that I like to think of is constantly being able to you know recommend to people because mm-hmm. you know if I can sell you a service and give you a good price on it and it's good and you know that you have me kind of taking care of everything or you know if there's ever a problem with anything you know, give me a call um, and I'll be on it I think people respect that a lot but um and I want to take you to some of these networking events sometime soon, um, but because some of them are like really really fun. Um, like I do one through the design district, so we go to like, and people of all different you know careers go there, but it's like mostly like uh, most of the times their events are at uh, what do you call it? Like little like uh, show houses or like showrooms. So mm-hmm. like it'll be oh. like a lot of companies that make like the like the Sub Zero like fridges and stuff like that. So you'll go in and it kind of almost looks like a smaller version of like the home area and like Lowe's well they'll have different you know different types of like you know uh, anything like different types of light fixtures and stuff like that that you can yeah. look at and there's always really good food and there's usually free drinks love that um, and then there's another one I do that's a little bit more aggressive and that's like one of the like once a week meetings and that that's nice but honestly unless you really have a business to business job it, it might be a little bit of an investment and then I'm also part of the Anne Arundel Chamber of Commerce so um, okay oh, fancy. I mean, not really anyone can be a part but um, it's nice just because it works with a lot of the small businesses in the areas and they have really fun events like we had one the other day where we went to a uh, it was like we went to the new barcade and everyone was like having drinks I met with a ton of people and it was great but um all that's to say that there's groups like that out there if you if you need to. I think a lot of jobs that have to do with, you know, I mentioned the business to business side, but I see a lot of like real estate agents. I see a lot of um, lenders, so like people that are like lending like for equity loans and things like that. A lot of insurance brokers, things of that nature. It's just a good place to kind of get to meet a lot of people that work sort of tangentially in your field, and then also be able to really explore the smaller businesses and kind of get to see what's around in the city that I haven't lived in for a very long time. Did you have anything you want to add on networking? I was going to say marketing again. Um, (laughs) Why do I keep saying marketing? Kind of feels like the same thing. Um, I am not the best to um, ask about marketing because I'm horrible. Um, I always tell everyone, like, I am the hard work. Like, I will work and work and work. That's not the problem. But, like, outside of that I don't always have like the attention span to like be like posting things online so that's where like my interpersonal relationships with my clients come in yeah um I'm really good at building those one-on-one relationships but I don't really have like a good social media presence which is something I should work on though yeah 
Yeah, I feel like that does make, like, a huge difference. But it is hard to, like... But, like, I'm already busy, so it's, like... Exactly. I'm kind of, like, scared. (laughs) And, yeah, when you go, like, balls deep into networking, like, it feels like a second job. Seriously. That's what I'm saying. It's a whole other thing to think about. There's some groups that are chiller than others. I mean, I'm in entirely too many, but, um, yeah, one, one of these days when a fun event comes up, I'll have to bring you... Because there are people that I've actually, like, last... The last one I was at, I met someone who owns a local, um, like a local beauty like boutique thing. Like they'll do like makeovers and stuff like that. Oh, so fun. a lot of people yeah. like in the industry do use it. There's this one lady who sells uh, Jafra through there. Have you guys? Heard no, of I don't Jaffra? know Jafra. I've heard of Jafra, but like, what is that? It's um, uh, it's kind of like Mary Kay. I didn't oh. know it was oh, still no. a thing. It's not as. It, I think like back in the day, their whole thing was like more like natural skincare. So but it's like it was an Arbonne situation, like a yeah. But it's a, it's a situation. very very old. Don't get me started line. on those. Oh my gosh, I mean, there's money to be made. Any time. If you if you really want to go in, you can you can do. That. I mean, I think this woman has been working for. There's money for, like, to be made for years. a certain point. Yeah. To a certain extent, and then. Yeah. Know. Anyway, we're not even gonna get into it because no. I'll go on a whole. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. So let's see. Um, I, the only notes I had were COVID nineteen, which we already pretty much talked about. War on talent, but that's not super prevalent for any of us right now. But it is a thing. Um, so shout out to the people that are out there. Like if you are looking for a job right now, you should ask for lots of nice things because people are having a really hard time retaining employees. The job market is in a weird place right now where it's. The economy is bad, but the job market's really good. So if you're not satisfied with whatever you're doing, or if you say you want to work from home or you want to do something a little bit different, now's a really good time to evaluate those things. Update your LinkedIn. Look, look at different opportunities that are you know, nearby and might be something you're interested in because that's... Set the bar high. Like If you've been at a company for quite a while and they're unable to give you the raises that you feel that you deserve, like then at that point, like it is a good time to be looking elsewhere because other places need people so bad and they will pay you what you, what you want. Mm-hmm. And also like there is something to be said for, there, there's people out there that are you know content with, or maybe don't, maybe don't necessarily need to, you know, work or, you know, provide for themselves or like, I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't really understand. No, I don't get it. Well, I'm just, I'm just I was talk- like, I can't really. I'm just um, saying, there's some people out there who do work jobs just because they want to, just because it's a hobby. Just you know, I don't know. And if it you have really that matter. luxury, I love that for you. But if I didn't work, I would be out on the streets. So right, and I exactly, like nice things. exactly. Yeah, and there, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's okay if you also are happy with your job and like you feel like you have a really great work life balance and like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like podcast a ton of money but like you know as long as you're happy but the option is out there especially right now and then I thought of a fun way to kind of do you guys have anything you want to talk about no I mean the only thing I was going to add in while we're going on that whole little rant is and this is probably an unpopular opinion I always have unpopular opinions I feel like I always say that in every podcast is I feel like I see so many young people that are coming into the industry with like little to no experience and want to be making like top dollar they don't want to learn anything they like think they know it all 
girl, be humble, like be humble and learn that realize that sometimes you got to start at the bottom. You got to work your way up and you got to learn. And like, we have all been there. Like I have been there. And like, I know you think we're like trying to like tear you down or something, but like sometimes you really do have to work your way up. I literally come from no money whatsoever. Um, I was just motivated. And yes, you do have to start from the bottom. Um, I mean, as okay I won't get into that that's more politics but like (laughs) no and I'm not I'm not trying to put any kind of uh you know like political thing or any out there but I'm just I'm literally just saying because like as someone who I'm always I'm always hiring people and I love great talent and stuff but I'm just saying like there's people I always have like a lot of applicants and things from people that are younger who don't have a lot of experience literally want to be making like almost as much of as like some of my like top people who are the most experienced so just advice to people that are new to the industry that aren't super experienced be humble and be ready to learn and you know come in and just be like hey you know I'm ready to learn you know like (laughs) and I'm ready to grow in any field any job that you're gonna start everyone like you said they start at the bottom so if you can't even go into a McDonald's for instance and like work hard at that and like put your everything into it like you're not going to succeed like you're going to start at the bottom with like low pay and like undesirable you know duties um but if you can take that and still do really well at it and put your you know full effort into it then you will be successful yeah people see hardworking people like that's how I've gotten to where I am yeah because I treat everything like it was my business before it even was like I worked hard even though I wasn't like seeing the reflection in my pay at the time but it was because I had like a bigger purpose yeah and everyone starts at the bottom so don't be afraid to like you have to work hard like you don't just like get a <laughs> seat at Kim, the table what did Kim say you have to <laughs> well, I can't remember what she said she's like you have to fucking work get your fucking ass up and work yes, yes. <laughs> that's literally it and I don't care what you do just start and try to do your best and at give everything. Your all, yeah I always like had this thing in my mind um because I just wanted to be the best at anything that I tried to do. So I would say, I want to be at any given time, the hardest working person in any room. And like that really benefit me because it made me, it pushed me to want to do, to go above and beyond in anything, even if it wasn't something that was going to lead to a full career. Yeah. And I thought of a fun way to wrap everything up, unless you guys have anything to add. No, No, I'm good. Okay. So, well, we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before. So I guess, in our case, we'll say most recent or the second craziest. But since we've all worked in the same type of retail environments before, what is the craziest customer interaction you have ever had? Mm, don't start with me first. I'm going to have to think because there's so many. Mm, do you have one? Uh, I have one, but I think I might have said it already on the pod. So I'm trying to think of another one. I had a kind of... I have a recent one, but it wasn't it wasn't so crazy, but it was still a little bit off-putting. Um, I have one. Go for it. This is not my own business, but when I worked at Ulta, um, like, you get all sorts of crazy people, and they come at you crazy because they think, like, oh, you're just, like, a retail worker. Like, I can just say whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a lady who used to shop at the store, and she – she would put on like three to four pairs of um, fake lashes at once, and like it looked crazy. She looked like, um, oh my god, it was what's me. that no, bitch? No, 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 no. And she was like probably fifty or sixty, but like she would stack them on top of each other, like the Emperor's New Groove, like that, 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 Yzma. the vil- Yzma. Yes. It looked like that. Um, and this bitch walked up to me one day, Archie, stop it. Um, and she was like. 
hi, I'm just wondering how I can make my eyelashes more dramatic. And like, I am someone who can pretty much like respond on the spot. And I like paused and I was like, I'm not sure. I think those are about as dramatic <laughs> like, as they can get. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. You're about to fly away. <laughs> so, I mean, there's so many crazy ones, but that one just stood out in my mind. I have, okay. I've got, because I think I, I told the one about the guy who said she killed her husband, right? You did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. that's a whole different thing. Yeah. So same store actually. Um, I'll, I'll tell it too, because I don't feel like either of these are that crazy and I'm sure I'm forgetting one, but same store. Uh, there was actually a, uh, there was a lady that would come in and she would put on every like like literally like five to twenty or not twenty maybe like five to ten different face masks on and just walk around the store like that like would use the testers so she'd have like she on some a, drugs like a glycolic peel <laughs> on top of a charcoal mask on top of a hydrating mask and like it would like be like so thick and she would just walk around the store like looking like um. <laughs> it reminded me of that episode of The Office where like Dwight cuts the head off of that. <laughs> and it looks guy. crazy. Like, yeah. Um, so that that was pretty crazy. And then more recently, um, I've been working in a lot of Nordstroms, which uh, I haven't had a ton of experience with doing that before. But these are um, it's a bit of a more of a luxury brand, um, and the people that come in are very very. Uh, most of them are really nice, but some of them are very entitled, and they kind of want you to really hold their hand through the entire process, and they're very sensitive. And there's this one lady who works for Bobby Brown, and she's um, she's always getting yelled at, and it's always just her. And I'm always like the only one around, and it's always for something that like she really didn't do. Like the last time I was there, we were sitting, and there was a, a really expensive skincare brand. Um, that was in the same area as the counter that I was in. Um, and when I say expensive, like, it's like $1,000 for a serum type of expensive. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, La Prairie, I'll just say it. Um, and um, someone came down, and she had been shopping, and she was looking for, like, a, like, basically a travel size, like, moisturizer or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, and she asked me, and, you know, one thing, like when you're when you're a freelancer versus like if you actually work at the counter, like the people that are working at the counter work for that retailer. So like the people that are working for Bobby Brown at Nordstrom work for Nordstrom. I came in as a, a brand rep, so I was representing a brand. I didn't work for Nordstrom, so I didn't really know where everything was. And so she was asking me about a travel size moisturizer, and she was a very nice woman, at least to me. And um, I went and like I was trying to figure out what she was talking about. Um, and I wasn't super familiar with that area. So then the Bobby Brown lady finished up with her client. And I was like, hi, this lady's looking for something. So she goes up and she starts talking to the woman. And she's like, the woman's just like confused as to why I had to ask for help. And she kind of explained like, oh, he's a freelancer. He's not here all the time. Yeah. And then um, I guess there's some type of GWP with La Prairie where you have to spend. She was explaining this to her where it's like, oh, you have to spend actually $600 in La Prairie to like get this. And... The lady was like, well, I just spent $1,500 upstairs on this dress. And it's like, okay, well, you didn't, like, spend it here. Right. Um, and the lady was just kind of explaining it to her. And she was just like, are you are you getting loud with me right now? And then she looked at me and she was like, is she getting loud with me right now? And I was just, like, <laughs> looking at my shoes. She was ready to throw like, hands. Just like, um. 
And so finally we're like, okay, well, fuck it. Let's just make the lady happy. So we like try to make a little like tester or not tester, but like a little sample size of like one of the tester jars. All the tester jars are empty. So I'm just like, fuck it. And I ended up giving her, uh, she ended up asking if, if my, the brand I was with had a, had a test, a, had a sample size. And I was like, sure, whatever. And I just like made it to her to make her happy really quick. The gals they, get crazy over get so crazy. I just the samples. Geek out that it always happens to this one lady. Like, and it's when no one else is around. And I'm just like, you you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> Speaking of entitlement, like one time when I worked at Ulta, um, like an older woman came up to me and she had a bunch of lipstick swatches on her hand. She says literally not a word to me and just like gives me her hand. Oh, that happens all the and time. She just, like, People just like stick their hands out. Or, like, yeah. And I'm like uh, does this bitch, like, want me to, like, wipe her, like, stuff off her hand? Like, like, is this Queen Elizabeth? I, like, intentionally ask people questions. I'm like, oh, can I help you? Like, what? Oh, no, so I said, I pulled a tissue out, and I said, did you need a tissue? Yeah. Like, no. I will not be participating. I do not I can't stand that stuff, yeah. Or, like, I can't stand when people snap at me. I'm like. Oh, I will not. People will be like, hey, hey, hey. And, like, I will not look until they're like, excuse me. I go, Oh, did you need help with something? That's how I am. I'm like, like I'm like, you will, like treat me respectfully. Right, like treat people like a human. I was trying to think if I had anything crazy happen. I think the uh, well, not this isn't that crazy. It just made me laugh. There was like, so I was in one of my stores. It was in my stores, and it was like so busy. Like, I want to say I think it was a holiday or something. Like there was just like people everywhere. You know, like when it's just like hectic, like chaotic energy. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. This lady like had her kid, and I don't know what she was doing. She was just kind of like spacey, like a little lost and confused, just kind of shopping. The kid was like one of those kids with just with just like the iPad and just like yeah, iPad run around. He like she hops in line to like check out, and he just lays down on the ground, just lays down. Oh no, spread eagle. Oh, just, he's just lounging on the ground, and like there's people everywhere and they're just like stepping over top of him and like one of the managers had to grab the lady and they were like um well first of all they're like tapping people and they're like ma'am is that is that your child and they're like they're like no that's not my kid they finally find the lady and they're like ma'am is that your kid and she's like mm-hmm. and they're like yeah no ma'am he can't lay in the aisle and she's like why because no and we're like yeah no he can't lay on the floor like and there's people stepping over him and that's a hazard him lay on the floor anyway we got him up and she was real ticked about it she wanted him to just lay on the floor and be on his ipad there was a woman who she was deaf um and like that's fine nothing wrong with that but like she would come in and she would bring her like probably like five-year-old daughter who would just turn up in the store like the mom couldn't hear i guess so like she really knew that she could just like pretty much do whatever she wanted yeah um so they're shopping around and the little girl comes up to my station and she like takes my um my card holder with all of like my business cards oh, no. she looks me dead ass in the eyes holds it out <laughs> like drops that. the whole fucking thing on the floor no and like because her mom couldn't hear this is gonna sound terrible i like looked at her and i was like you better pick that up right now <laughs> and the little girl like looks scared she picked him up though so i mean you're teaching her to not be yeah like if you're not gonna parent <laughs> let me step asshole. in yeah. let me help you help yourself yeah <laughs> That's funny. I was thinking. Oh, huh? did I have? Oh, did I tell the the belly brush rub story on the podcast yet? I don't know. Okay, belly, well, I'll just belly brush. I feel like you might. I feel like you might have just told me. Okay, so um, back at one of the old old stores I used to work at in Virginia, there was this guy who, um, okay, well to preface it, 
there's a brand called It Cosmetics. They make beautiful synthetic brushes. And one of the things that they... I don't know if it's still like this. I don't uh, think they do. I think it's now I think it changed. RIP. Yeah. Well, so they had essentially like a... Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. So all of them had a little like area where the brushes were. And it said... It had the logo for It Cosmetics, and it was spelled out and like in, brush in, in heads, brushes, yeah. like in like the brush heads. So it was like these like really fluffy brushes that spelled out. If it you Cosmetics. know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. You can Google it. Um, and there are these really fluffy brushes, and they're honestly probably the grossest like area in the store because mm-hmm. people just are always like looking at them and they're like, oh, so nice, and they're just like touching the brushes and stuff. Like I've that. seen people rub their fucking face up against it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you're gonna have pink eye. Well. The reason why they really shouldn't do that is because I was I was there one day and I look over and this larger gentleman with a big old belly was just sitting there and his shirt was up and he was just like rubbing his belly like oh, I all love it. over the I brushes. And then we made eye contact and it was really awkward. It was just like and then I guess he stopped. I'm not really sure, but Okay, I'll tell this one really quick because I just thought of the story and me and Hannah literally like lost it the other day when we were in store. Okay, um, and then we can wrap up. But so me and Hannah were in store the other day. We were working together and there was this this guy. Oh my God, I'm still laughing over it. We were were working together and this guy was in fragrance. Oh my God, he was trying to smell a fragrance. And he sprayed. (laughs) Like right on his face. All right, so I've done that like he a time or two. Right in his face. Yeah, in my and, like, eye. But me and Hannah were standing right there, so we were like trying not to laugh. We were like just standing there because it didn't work. Like get in his eye. <laughs> Was he like struggling? No, he like just tried to like play it off like it didn't happen, and me and Hannah were like trying not to laugh. <laughs> and then she kept looking at me, and I kept looking at her, and then we just like we like burst out laughing. Oh my god, <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> anyway, it's it's not that funny. Now that I think about it, it's like not that no, funny, that's but like funny. it was really funny. You just see all sorts of things. Yeah, all sorts yeah. of things. All walks of life. It was just like one of those things where like nobody else saw it, but we saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Working in retail, guys. It's crazy. It's a, it's a shit show. I mean, we could just go on and on. We, we could. could. We could. We got to wrap up. We got to wrap up. We're gonna go get some brunch, guys. Yeah, the gals are hungry. We, yeah, this is our the first time we've recorded this early in the day. So, I know. Um, so yeah, um, everyone. If you are in the greater D.C. Maryland area and you need your brows waxed, you need a lash lift, a tint, anything. Chemical peel. Eat. You just want to look yes. hot. Yes, she, this is the queen of brows over here. She's uh, She does facials as well. She's got a lot of fun new equipment that I'm sure she's dying to try. If you want to meet Archie, my dog. Yes, he is has... the shop dog. He comes every day. Yes. Local celeb. And he's hypoallergenic, so if you're allergic to dogs, it's fine. And if, yeah. Either way, he's going to be there. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so just yeah, make a choice. Yeah. Give her, go, go check her out. She's one of the – I don't trust very many people with my brows, but she's one of the few. Um, so, Carrie, where can people find you? Where can they book appointments with you? Um. Well, since I said I'm, like, real bad with social media, um, Instagram – you could go to Arch Therapy Annapolis, I believe, is my yeah, I think my that's tag, um, and my um, like booking site link is in there. So I also use Vigaro. So if you go into Vigaro and search Arch Therapy, then you'll find me. Okay, yeah. If you just Google Arch Therapy Annapolis, it, it'll I'm come around. Up, right? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. If you really want to find me, you can. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I need you to do my brows. My brows are looking crazy. Yeah, I was just looking at mine the other day. Like, they need to get cleaned up a bit. In a little tinty tint. Yeah. 
Um, oh, and then you can follow the podcast. It's Get Messy Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Um, and then mine uh, social media is Liv Doomer, L-I-V-D-U-M-E-R. And I'm on Instagram and YouTube. And then Max. Matt, Max Landon or at M-X-L-N-D-N. So my name without any um, any vowels. Yeah. Um, so you can find me there. And follow the podcast, like, rate, and subscribe. Please give us a rating. We need them. We I, really we do. See you listening to them. It's it's not going to take long to just give us a little five star. Give us a little five star. Give us a little something. You don't something even comments. have to like write that much. Just be like, loves it. Yeah, that's, that's all. That's it. It would help a lot. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on Thanks here. This has been on. a lot of fun. I'm yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. This is a good time. Yeah. Slide into our DMs if you have any questions from this episode that you want us to address on our next one. Totally. Or anything like that, really. Yeah. And let us know what you want to see. All right, guys. Perfect. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.